Greetings and welcome to Sarat Petroni Decision 2021. And of course, we're talking about the election decision. We're just days away now. The campaign uh, winding down as the uh, the candidates, the leaders crisscross the country trying to get some, I would say, last uh, week, last few days support. People can vote, by the way. They can cast their ballots. And, and Richard and I have been doing a series of these shows. Richard Serrett. I'm Mark Petroni. We're both with Saga 960. I have a show in the morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. And Richard Serrett has uh, an afternoon show from 4 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern. Always great having Richard join me on this segment. Hi, hi, Richard. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing pretty well. Lots going on. Obviously, the election continues uh, to, you know, soldier on and uh, we're winding down. All the parties are the two main parties, Tories and liberals are running pretty much neck and neck with the PPC, the People's Party. You got the NDP still running third, of course, but the PPC running uh, fourth now, solid fourth at 12 percent, starting to make some conservatives more and more nervous. But we're going to get to that a little later. First off, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, China uh, and, the, and the discussions around the possibility that there might be Chinese backlash against Canada, Canadians, voters, if the conservatives should happen to form the, the government. <laughs> what do you what do you think about this one? Well, it's fascinating, you know, that for for four years, we heard nothing in the U.S. except Russian interference, Russian interference in the election. Uh, and of course, that was proven to be a complete an utter hoax and fabrication. Uh, and yet nobody up here in Canada and many of those same journalists that were, you know, fomenting that lie, uh, they don't want to talk about China interfering in our election. And uh, the uh, the communist Chinese regime, through their, their mouthpiece, I guess, the Global Times last week printed an article threatening uh, Canada with counter strikes, in quotes, whatever that means, if the conservatives are elected because the conservatives have taken more of a, a, a hard line. Well, it wouldn't be difficult to take more of a hard line against China than, than the little potato <laughs> um, who plays footsie with uh, this odious, sinister regime, which is um, the most, I would say, evil regime since the Nazis of the 1930s. I've, and uh, anyway, so what does that mean exactly? Counter-strikes, we don't know. But to me, this this qualifies as intimidation and and um, election interference. And we're also hearing in the, uh, I believe it was the uh, the Globe and Mail or the National Post, one of the papers published today a story um, about the giant panda in the room and why Trudeau doesn't want to talk about China. But there's, uh, there's also talk of uh, certain candidates that have been targeted uh, in, uh, because of their stand against China. The longest serving Chinese Canadian MP who I believe is, uh, she's an NDP MP in the Vancouver area. She's been outspoken against China. She's being sort of targeted. Now, what does that mean? Um, um, Chinese influence is being exerted to her opponents. Let's put it that way. So all of this is going on. Nobody wants to talk about it. It is, in fact, as the Post said, the giant panda in the room. Yeah, this idea that somehow there's going to be retribution if uh, the conservatives are elected, I mean, what have we seen over the last you know few years with Justin Trudeau in there? I mean, they've been using him as a punching bag. They've been using the country as a punching bag ever since Meng Wanzhou was detained. And of course, she is subject to an extradition hearing. And uh, ever since we've seen trade sanctions, uh, you know, our soy industry, uh, soybean industry has been hammered. 
our, our uh, other our beef industry, our pork industry. I mean, the Chinese have taken shots at us. And of course, the two Michaels that were basically abducted, for lack of a better word, one of them uh, ended up being sentenced to 11 years. And we have another Canadian sentenced to life over a drug offense. So they've been uh, beating the crap out of Canada. So I, I don't know what they're talking about, that somehow there's going to be retribution or some kind of backlash of the conservatives are like, how much worse is it going to get with these guys? It really makes you wonder. But I want to also direct you uh, to this story that took last happened last night, of course, when Jean Chrétien, former uh, prime minister of Canada, took part in a, uh, a stump uh, event in Brampton. Uh, there was some 400 people packed into a venue out there. No social distancing. Some people were without masks. But somehow, uh, the liberals say there was really nothing wrong with this. I mean, they're, of course, been, you know, hammering uh, Aaron O'Toole, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, because apparently he's not tough enough on uh, COVID. And the pandemic is something that uh, the Tories should treat, treat more seriously. Well, here we are with this event and uh, apparently in violation of the health orders in Peel region. But let's listen to what the prime minister had to say in response to a question about that today. does it send during a fourth wave of a pandemic that has killed more than 27,000 Canadians to pack people in a room like that? How is that delivering a message that you're going to end the pandemic? First of all, uh, we followed all public health guidelines around capacity uh, around people in the room because we do need to follow uh, those public health guidelines as we get through this. At the same time, we need to recognize that close to 80% of Canadians have done the right thing, gotten themselves vaccinated, those who are eligible. And that means that for those people, being able to come back to uh, doing the things we love is more and more of a possibility. And yes, we are seeing a fourth wave of people who chose not to get vaccinated, of people who haven't been there for their neighbors, and are now putting at risk the recovery that we're having right across this country, not just from the pandemic, but our economic recovery. And that's why it is so inconceivable to me. All right. That Aaron O'Toole. There's no way that uh, he could have known who was vaxxed in that room and who wasn't vaxxed. So the idea that somehow there was no problem with that event, I mean, given his understanding of the rules as they now exist, that's impossible. They didn't check people going in. They didn't ask people. It was none of their business anyway, Richard, whether, whether people get vaxxed or not. I don't know. Do you buy the? Do you buy any of this? I, I don't. I don't buy any of the claptrap or the uh, the horse puck that <laughs> falls out of this disingenuous uh, clown show's mouth. If he were to tell me the sky was blue, I'd have to check with a meteorologist to make sure, because th there's nothing that he says that be, can be taken on face value. He will he will blatantly lie and then pivot to some talking point uh, while he scrambles to adjust the, um, the, uh, the earpiece in his ear so that he can make sure he's on script. Um, it's just a, a lying piece of filth. <laughs> what do you really think? 
Uh, well, it's a family show, so I have to uh, temper my uh, comments. All right. I got to ask you. I agree with you, by the way. I mean, uh, you know, but he is a slippery eel, though. I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit for that, is that he does manage to wriggle out of any mess that he finds himself in somehow. It doesn't hurt, of course, that he's got the bought off media covering for him every step of the way. But I want to run past uh, the surging Maxime Bernier and the People's Party of Canada now at uh, about 12 percent. The Tories have a slight lead, if you believe, in some of the polling. Nano's polling has them up by a point or two, basically within the margin of error. But but around 30, 31 percent between the Liberals and the Tories. So it's almost like none of the above. Most Canadians are looking at the two main parties and go, we don't like either one of you. And, and here's Max all of a sudden polling at 12 percent. Let's uh, have a look at some of the love that's being thrown his way at an event in London, Ontario. Where are we going? They got two parking spots. Uh, we can just park well, here. And do it. Okay. Well, we get out of here. Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna leave my bag right. in here. Yeah. Let's go. You guys, go on, get out. There you go. All right, so there you go. I mean, uh, nice crowds, a lot of purple out there. Uh, I think I mentioned to you when I was out in Stony Creek recently, there was a lot of people's party signs. And my understanding of what's going on at uh, Conservative Party Central, Richard, is that they're nervous. They don't know what to do about Maxine. They think that some of their votes, certainly you know, a substantial amount perhaps, is being hemorrhaged in favor of Maxine. I don't know. How much trouble are the Tories in as a result of uh, the People's Party? I, I really don't know how to answer that, Mark. I can tell you, though, that, um, you know, what I've been told by people much smarter than me is you're not going to really win seats unless you get to that 15 percent. And then you can really start to make some headway once you get to 20 percent. Now, having said that, it seems to me there was a, a, a time not too long ago, maybe in the 90s, when the NDP polled at 11 uh, percent and ended up winning 20 some seats. So I guess it all comes down to how the uh, the support is distributed. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I, I believe they're still running second in Alberta. So a lot of that, you know, up around 20 some percent, a lot of that support is going to be there. But it, but uh, because, you know, they'll be up against the conservatives, um, they're going to finish, a, you know, second place. So I don't know how that 12 percent is going to translate into uh, into seats. Unfortunately, you know, I'm not optimistic at this point. I think I think um, uh, Max is in tough in his own riding in Bose. So uh, you know, it would be good to see a breakthrough because we need this is for me, and I think for millions of Canadians, this is a one issue campaign. It's about freedom, and we are uh, on a on a knife's edge, about to lose it. And that's not hyperbole. That is that is fact. And um, if they don't have the breakthrough this time, we're going to have to endure. Maybe we need to hit rock bottom. Maybe that's what it's going to take for people to wake up. Uh, but by then, it may be too late. Yeah, exactly. And I guess a vote for the Liberal Party would certainly be rock bottom for this country, I think, if, if this guy were allowed another four years. I can't imagine what we'd look like by the end of it all. Let's talk uh, inflation a little bit. 
you probably noticed higher prices at the pumps, at the grocery store, CPI now, 4.1% in August. Uh, we're accelerating price-wise uh, at the fastest rate since 2003, Richard. You feeling the pinch yet? I'm, I'm not yet uh, because we're not doing a lot of driving. Um, and you know, I've got a, uh, I've got a little vegetable patch in the backyard that, um, good for you. that is providing a few vegetables, but, um, yeah, I think a lot of us are going to start feeling it when you've got uh, gasoline prices up 32%, you've got, um, um, uh, natural gas, home heating fuel going up. There are going to be a lot of Canadians who are going to have to choose between, um, eating or keeping the house at a, um, at a livable, comfortable temperature. You can only layer on so many sweaters in a, in a dead cold of a Canadian winter. And, um, it, you know, people are going to have to decide now very quickly in the next five days, if that's the future that they want. You know, I had a green party candidate on today, nice fellow. Uh, and I'm, you know, I welcome all comers, liberals, no liberals yet, but, um, a number of green party candidates have come on. And today I asked, uh, the uh, candidate for Mississauga Center, how he would feel about this idea. I read online, it's a, um, a proposal, some environmentalists writing in uh, the journal Nature about mandatory carbon credit cards. And uh, the idea is that everyone would be given a, a budget and uh, every time you go to pay for your gas or your home heating fuel or your electricity, a little bit of that, um, you know, uh, is going to be deducted. And then when you get to zero, you're going to have to buy more carbon credits. This is, sounds like conspiracy theory. And I've been talking about this for nearly 18 months, that that's what this COVID response is really all about. Yes, COVID is real, but it's a beta test for the next step. And uh, this is where we're heading. And yeah. this Green Party candidate had never heard of this proposal before. And he said, wow, that's novel. I like it. <laughs> I like this idea. And I thought to myself, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, if you, um, if you, if you, um, I, I don't want to say give them enough rope, but the point is, uh, they, they will talk openly about this. They will tell you what they're planning on doing. And they are, they're telling us exactly what is in store for us. I know that sounds like conspiracy. Yeah. You've been warned. Yeah, they always say it's a conspiracy theory until they announce it. And then all of a sudden, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. And Tom Quiggin is going to be on on my show. Uh, he's, he's a regular now. He's He's been on about this file, and he knows a lot about it. A very smart guy. And so keep an ear out for an interview with Tom concerning the future, this dark and rather dystopian future that uh, the left, the globalists have in store for Canadians and everybody around the world. You know, monitoring where you go, what you do in this bizarro way of trying to keep those CO2 levels down, keep our, our carbon footprints as small as possible, while theirs, of course, uh, grows exponentially. They, that's the other side of this. They get to do whatever they want. Well, of course, ex exactly, because they can, they can, uh, they can pay. Uh, they can pay and pay and pay. So, but here's the other thing. So we are led to believe that our, our governments are so incapable of controlling a respiratory virus through lockdowns. And yet somehow if they tax us to death, that is going to reverse climate change. Yeah. yeah money yeah. solves everything. Money solves everything. All right. Uh, our last item today, uh, unvaccinated Buffalo Bills fans 
to be banned from home games. Okay, so I don't know if you can get inoculated against losing. Not only do they, not only are they stuck with uh, a team that is a perennial loser. God bless the Bills, but now uh, unvaccinated Buffalo Bills fans uh, banned from home games. I know we've seen the same thing here. There was the there was an Argos Ticat game that they were checking to see if you got vaxxed or not in order to let you in. Uh, but I guess this is the the way of the future, I suppose. Is it, Richard? Right. Well, can't I can't go to a Blue Jays game. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. The NBA uh, will not mandate a vaccine for their players because the NBA Players Association stood up and uh, said firmly, no. So they caved. So if you want to go see a basketball game here in Toronto, you have to be vaccinated, but the players do not. Isn't that something? Richard, thank you so much for coming on the show. I Well, we, we do it together. We co-host this segment, Sarah Petroni, Decision 2021. We have Hugh Riley handling the, the production today, doing so ably and has been uh, since the start of these segments. It's been an absolute blast doing this, uh, Richard. Your show is from 4 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern on the mighty Saga 960 AM. I know you, you do a fantastic job. It's just a terrific show, really the best on at that hour that you're going to find. And I'm on in the mornings from 9 a.m. to 11 uh, a.m. Eastern time as well. So thank you so uh, once again for tuning in to Sarah Petroni. Decision 2021. We'll do it again soon. Bye-bye for now.